A farmer's time is valuable. That's why Blaine's Farm and Fleet has made shopping for your must-haves quick and easy. Simply order online at farmandfleet.com and pick up your items in just one hour in their convenient drive-thru. Or try Farm and Fleet's same-day local delivery option. Wisconsin's Public Service Commission is focused on two big things in 2022, broadband and energy transition. I'm Stephanie Hoff for the Midwest Farm Report. Zooming in on broadband, PSC Chairperson Rebecca Cameron Vach says companies involved in internet infrastructure can apply for money to expand broadband. The deadline is coming up. Yes, that's correct. So it's under under the current budget, the state funding for the broadband expansion grants. Those applications are due March 17th. And this rounds out a pretty substantial amount that's gone toward this. Already the PSC has awarded $234 million. Is more money something you guys are pushing for in the next budget cycle? So it is. You know, it's it's one of our top three goals at the commission is to ensure that everybody in Wisconsin has access to high-speed, affordable broadband internet um, and at the beginning of last year, we, we, our best estimate is that there are still about 650,000 Wisconsin residents that don't have access to the physical infrastructure for broadband internet. Um, and then we also know that an equal number of residents, so an additional 650,000 Wisconsin residents, don't have access to broadband because they can't afford it. So you're correct. We've We have um, awarded nearly um, $240 million since um, the governor took office back in 2019. Um, And and that is certainly an important part is getting funding for the infrastructure. But we also know that we have to keep an eye on affordability um, because, as everybody knows, access to broadband is critical to participate in everyday life. And if somebody has access to the infrastructure but they can't afford it, uh, then we need to look at ways to make it more affordable to ensure that we're not leaving Wisconsin residents behind in being able to to have access to high-speed broadband Internet. That sounds almost kind of a a delicate balance, right? You You guys are funding the infrastructure side of things. What does that look like, making sure that even though the broadband is there, that people can afford to use it. Mm-hmm. So, you know, we don't have jurisdiction over the internet service providers. That industry was, was deregulated. Um, and so we don't have control over the prices that get offered to customers. Uh, but we do have the ability to ask questions during our grant rounds. And, and we do that. We ask, you know, what types of pricing will you make available to potential customers? Will you have different tiers of pricing for customers, you know, because we know that in some households, you know, a lower speed is okay. If that's, if there's one person living in the house and and they're not using a lot of data, um, so that, that person shouldn't necessarily have to pay the same price as, as a home that, you know, needs the ability to have five devices streaming simultaneously. They need that higher, that higher speed, um, and so we do ask the question. We also spend a lot of time monitoring what's happening at the federal level. Uh, so at the end of 2021, there was the Emergency Broadband Benefit Program that was um, 
enabled by the federal government. And so we pass, we, we try to do a lot of education and outreach to make residents aware of programs that can help reduce their bills. Now, at the federal level, they actually um, created a permanent program. So it's no longer the emergency broadband program, um, but it is now permanent. Um, and that is we encourage Wisconsin residents to sign up for that program to get uh, reduced fees for internet and broadband. But you're right, it is, it's a delicate balance. Moving on to energy transition, energy sources are shifting from fossil fuels to zero carbon sources as the state and our largest utilities have goals to reach net zero carbon by 2050. I know the PSC has a lot of solar projects underway, but how big is that slice of pie? Where are we at in regards to your goal? That's a, a really great question. Um, and so the most recent estimates are that still we're still sitting um, at about 60% fossil fuel generated power in the state. And as you indicated, all of the state's largest utilities have come out with their zero carbon goals. Um, and, and I say this often because I think it bears repeating, and that is we are experiencing a once-in-a-generation shift in the energy industry as we move from the traditional baseload generating facilities to smaller, um, more intermittent forms of producing energy like solar farms. Um, and it's, gonna, it's going to require a lot of deliberation and it's going to require a lot of analysis, which is why the commission opened a generic proceeding called the Roadmap to Zero Carbon. And that, that docket is ongoing right now. Just a, just a couple of weeks ago, we actually held an in-person and virtual workshop um, to talk about, does it make sense for us to look at different ways of, cre um, of calculating rates? Does it make sense for us to be investigating different ways of economic regulation in the state. We know that regulation works, um, and we know that regulation is, is important, especially as it relates to the utility industry. But what are some ways that we can react to the changing landscape um, as it relates to these, these coal plants being retired earlier than, than anybody expected? Um, and bringing on new forms of generating capacity. Uh, and so we, we are spending a lot of time looking at that and asking questions and engaging groups from, uh, honestly, from across the country um, to figure out what is the best way to approach this transition. Because at the end of the day, we know that it, it has to be done in a way to ensure that it's our, our sources of energy remain reliable, that they remain safe, and that they are cost-effective. Um, so again, another, another delicate balance um, in, in making sure that we're doing all that we can to make sure that those three things continue to happen here in Wisconsin. And that's even been a part of the conversation happening amongst locals when there's a public comment period coming up for a proposed solar farm. And honestly, you know, we've seen that it's been a divisive issue. 
But what have anecdotal responses looked like from rural communities when a solar farm is planned to go up in their backyard? You know, I think I think that it, the discussion is evolving and it's changed. I think um, we have heard a lot about land use and 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 what does that mean, right? So uh, what what we have seen anecdotally is. Um, Utility customers in general, regardless of where they're located, they are concerned about the changing climate. They, they, are, they flag that as an issue, um, and they are concerned about how their electricity is generated. Um, but then we do hear about, is this the appropriate use for agricultural land? So we've been in discussions with the DNR. Um, we've been in discussions with um, the Department of Ag to, to find out, you know, are there, are there, are there um, any databases that we should be turning to to look at where is it, where does it make the most sense to site new generation? I will tell you the developers that are working on these solar projects, the developers that have found the most success in terms of partnering with local communities are the developers that get out there and are very transparent and very open from the beginning. We've heard, you know, some levels of frustration amongst community members who feel as though they don't, they don't find out about it until in their minds, you know, it's really too far down the road in terms of the project. But I will tell you that we at the commission, we look at all of those public comments that get filed. We encourage um, members who are going to be impacted by a new facility. We encourage members to, to submit written comments uh, because we do take all of that into account. Um, but, but I will say that the most successful projects we have seen at the commission um, are those projects where the developers have done a very good job of partnering with the local communities. And, and, and we, you know, we do defer to the local communities um, zoning and permitting authority as well. So there's a little bit of shared responsibility between the local unit of government um, and then ultimately here at the PSC when we are deciding whether or not to give construction authority to any particular generating facility. Another thing the Public Service Commission does is regulate small rural water systems. Chairperson Rebecca Cameron Vox says the PSC spends a lot of time and effort ensuring the water supply in rural Wisconsin remains clean, safe, and affordable. She says any customer in need of dollars, whether it be for their energy or water bill, has the ability to get assistance. And you can learn more at psc.wi.gov. For the Midwest Farm Report, I'm Stephanie Hoff.